Dave Balliad is also known as Soccer Dave, or Soccer Dave. That's how I like to say it. There you go. And that's soccer with three C's, by the way. Three C's. Three C's. What does the third C stand for? So the third C stands for Christ. Um, I keep my faith very much on my sleeve. Love it. And uh, yeah, it's the we'll call it the middle C because he's in the middle of what I do. Hey, that's the best answer that I could have asked for right there. I thought it was just because soccer with two C's was already taken on Instagram. That that's also true. <laughs> <laughs> what they decided is, wow, this ball is pretty cool, right? There's so many different things I can do with it. Let me explore that. Right, and so bleeding into kind of what you were saying of any relationship, well, if you know, one pursues a girl or whatever, when I was pursuing my wife, I wanted to kind of really get to know her, mm-hmm. right? What, you know, what is she like? What is she, you know, what restaurants, you know, this and that. What does dating look like with her? You know, do we spend more time, you know, a house party, do we go out? You know, like, what are we doing? And you really get to know. And so I want to explore the soccer ball the exact same way. Yeah. Right? What if I hit it like this? What if I swoosh it like this? What if I step on it like this? Stop it like that. Use my knee. Use my head. My chest. Right? Like, I want to know, does it bounce high? Does it not? Is this other soccer ball different? What's a futsal ball? Right? So you start exploring all these things. I haven't even talked about the actual game, how to play. Yeah. When to pass. What position am I playing? Who cares? Yeah. You know what I mean? That stuff matters deeply later. Welcome back to the Footy Pod, where we discuss important topics related to current trends in the world of football and talent development. I'm your host, Sean Afkaminia. That's my co-host. How's it going, Sean? What's your name? Evan Bozeman. They know this by now, right? I, I don't feel like they do. Now. I don't feel like they, they do. They know this by now. Can you at least turn the microphone towards you so people can hear your voice? Evan Bozeman. Good, because I mean, I'm pretty sure in the last few episodes, no one was able to hear you, but we got that under control now, guys. And over there, that's my co-co-host, Mila. Say what's up, Mila. Mila! Hello. You're pretty. (laughs) (laughs) And today, we have a very special episode. My man, Dave Balliette. Did I say it right? You got it right, yep. I got it right. I got it right. Traveled all the way from Houston to be with us today. That's a four-hour drive, guys. It's a four-hour drive. He made the commitment. Wouldn't miss it. He, He made the commitment to be here. Um, Dave Balliad is also known as Soccer Dave, or Soccer Dave, that's how I like to say it. There you go. And that's soccer with three C's, by the way. Three C's. Three C's. What does the third C stand for? So the third C stands for Christ. Um, I keep my faith very much on my sleeve. Love it. And, uh, yeah, it's the, we'll call it the middle C, because he's in the middle of, of what I do. Hey, that's the best answer that I could have asked for right there. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just because... Soccer with two C's was already taken on Instagram. That that's also true. <laughs> I was. I'm telling you, we were um, funny story. We were actually going with um, my friends over at Kingdom Initiative to film kind of one of the first, um, I guess, like soccer days, little kind of coming out party. Once yeah. we got back from Spain, from playing over there, I was like, okay, what's kind of the next chapter of my life going to be? And I was like, man, I just want to continue this influence that I have I want to continue to use this this talent that I have worked my whole life to get you know I'm not just gonna let it go and move on right so I was like man what are we gonna kind of do and and I just kind of thought of soccer Dave and I was like that actually kind of has a good little ring to it oh, so absolutely. I, I was like all right let's go ahead and get this on Instagram and I 
it already had it, and I was like, ah, here comes the whole thinking process again, yeah. brainstorming, yeah. here we go. And my buddy was like, just do three C's, man. You, you know you got to get Christ in there. And I was like, yo. <laughs> Mind blown. I right. was like, right. yes. That's it. That's how That's that, in the parking lot of Duncanville High School's stadium. There That's you go. where that happened. Honestly, you can't even really tell. Like when you uh, just look at it, you don't see the third C, right. and like you have to actually like focus on it. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, that's cool. Well, thanks for that story, Soccer yeah, Dave. You know, there you go. Just to give you all a little background on Soccer Dave, uh, I've known you for a little while, about say five years or so. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that we kind of had mutual friends in high school and whatnot, but we took the D license course together um, about five years ago. You were taking it with um, Garrett with Footwork Football, yep. who yep. you worked with at the time. And we had, like, not collaborated with you guys, but we worked kind of side by side with you guys at Real Soccer Center when you guys were uh, stationed there. You played professionally in a few countries, building your brand as a soccer influencer. But the main thing is, like, the positive message that you have behind your brand. And I think that's the coolest thing, like, you know, in terms of, like, the the – the impact that you're trying to make, it really like aligns well with what we're trying to get out there too. Of course, you have your own, you know, m like particular unique message behind what you're doing. Uh, but, you know, we've always kind of connected on that. And I've just been really like proud of what you've done from afar, like just kind of going off on your own, doing your own things. I know you had the opportunity to like link up with really whoever you wanted and you just made something for yourself. And I thought that was dope. But. Um, yeah, so Dave is here to go deep with us on kind of the importance of, you know, building a relationship with the ball first, first and foremost, because that's what makes the game fun and ultimately is going to get you through the tough times that come with competitive sport in general. Yeah, and, so, that, and that's the, the, the topic, the kind of title for yeah. today's podcast, right, is the, the game versus the sport. That's it. Right, and so you got to, you know, the game starts with the ball. The sport then involves everything else that comes with being a part of a team, having a coach, having referees there, fans, pressure, right, stress, anxiety, all these things, right, come with the sport. But they don't start with the game. Yep. Right? The game stays pure to just the ball. That's what you fall in love with first and mm -hmm. foremost. Yeah. And without it, can you really put up with the sport? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it's the love of the game that... that like ultimately drives players to pursue a competitive sport like that's what's that's where it comes from you know you don't you're not just like all right i'm gonna go out and compete no. you know like you have to enjoy what you're doing you'd be first an, you'd be an animal if that's yeah. you know, <laughs> your sole goal <laughs> to be fair i feel like there are a lot of players like that you yeah. know but well they um, found what well, what happens there is you know the purity of your essence is a competitor yeah. and then you find an avenue where you can do that yeah. and then you learn to love it Mm -hmm. Right, it's a good way of way, it. Yep. If you if you don't learn to love it, then you'll move on to the other thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. So either way, that truth stands firm in that if you don't love it, you'll move on. Mm -hmm. So you agree? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like Dave, soccer Dave. You speaking the truth, soccer Dave? <laughs> You're just gonna stand there, huh? You're just gonna stand there, Mila. I made a bed for you over there. You could go <laughs> lay on it. It's all right. You pretty. Here we go. You pretty. <laughs> yeah. She's feeling it. So why don't you just talk about kind of, you know, your upbringing, 
um, your experiences in the game and how you got to where you are now? Yeah, so my story starts. Um, What's your story, soccer? <laughs> I grew up, I, I was born in Dallas. Uh, my dad was the Dallas Baptist University head soccer coach at the time. Um, and then, cool. yes, so and then I ended up playing there. We got a lot. He also ended up coaching at Mississippi College. I played there my freshman year yeah. of college. So literally kind of following in dad's footsteps, right? I kind of have one of those stories. But um, when I was five, five or six, um, my parents decided to move to Argentina. So me, my two sisters, my parents, we packed up, we moved over there. My dad wanted to, um, his kind of passion and purpose and calling, if you would, was sports shouldn't be something where violence is found. Yeah. And so he set out to to pursue um, oh. fighting. Oh. oh, get her off the couch. 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 <laughs> oh, shit. He's going to make a great uh, blooper. That's for sure. What did you eat? You just looked at her like. Well, I, I was trying to pull her off, but I didn't know how to in front of me. Mila, it's okay. I'm sorry, you're sick. We're actually gonna have footage of that. This is funny. <laughs> get her off! 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 Ah! Uh, a good co-co-host. Set Mila. Not a co-host. Co-co-host. Barfs on a show, man. You have a beer, Mila. Yeah, you didn't even drink. You didn't drink, Mila. What's your excuse? Definitely some puke on the couch. <laughs> Think we dodged the bullet, guys. All right, guys, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> Commercial break. Apologize for that disturbance. My co-co-host had a a bit of a stomach issue. Stomach issue there. I'm not sure where that came from because she actually has not eaten today, but she's gonna stay over there for now. You're gonna stay off the couch, Mila. You lost the couch privileges. Yeah, <laughs> couch <laughs> privileges have been lost. You can co-co-host from afar. You can come sit over here if you want. Come here. There we go. Yeah, that's a good girl. Okay, where were we, Soccer Dave? You're <laughs> uh, talking about Argentina? Yeah, my, okay. so my dad had a passion. What took us over there, what took my dad over there, was he had a passion for essentially not just succumbing and accepting violence in sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we all know, South America, Argentina specifically, the, the violence amongst, you know, in the sport of soccer is tremendous. Um, and so he, you know, he kind of set out on his journey to kind of figure that out and started a, a large nonprofit organization, No More Violence, A Message from God, and um, that kind of took off. So that's what got us over there. So I was just a young kid uh, learning how to speak Spanish, um, learning, you know, the, the street way of soccer. And, um, you know, it was a huge blessing for me to grow up in that environment um, to, to understand kind of the balance between just the pure joy of the ball, everything that you can do with it, and then also the competitive 
dog eat dog nature of you know just getting wrecked in the streets, right? <laughs> you know, and it's just it's just part of it. And so that no kind of out there, yeah. So that just kind of you know helped me turn myself into the kind of player uh, personality that I am today. You know, kind of that mixed with you know my dad kind of on the other side, like you know, hey, there's got to be purity in this as opposed to just the other. And so though I'm highly competitive, I don't lose myself in that. <laughs> I, have that I have that balance as well. So Yeah, because it's that passion that, that ultimately is what keeps you going when you face adversity in competitive sport or in anything that you do. In you anything, know what I mean? Yeah. Like in life, like you face hard times, you go through struggle, but like if you are clear about what you want and you truly like want that, like you you are passionate about what you're doing. Mila, just don't throw up, okay? <laughs> like you Back can, on the couch. Yeah, you, you, you can sit there, but be careful. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's that passion that keeps you going when you face struggles. And, and I think that, you know, like, obviously competitive sport, youth sports is very transactional. And so that can be lost a lot of times. But ultimately, if you if if it starts with that, then you can't really you can't really lose. Like you're going to find what you want from your life. You know, you're going to find success in one way or another, as long as your why is for the right reasons. Yeah. You know. No. I mean, one hundred one hundred percent. So yeah, developing that why as a kid is is difficult and the environment really shapes that why, which is why it's so important for us as adults, parents, coaches. To, we don't have to shape the player. We have to shape the environment that the player can grow in. Mm -hmm. But we get lost in the player. Yeah. We get lost in our kids. We get lost in trying to tell them what to do, how to do it, as opposed to just being in control of the environment, right? Teachers, that, you know, all, a lot of times, teachers are taught to control the environment of their classroom, Right? Uh, bosses, CEOs are taught to control the environment of their company. For whatever reason, coaches want to control the players. That's not a successful way to do things. Any corporate CEO will tell you, hey, that doesn't work. I can't control my employees. And when I try to, it's going to only create pushback. Right? But for whatever reason, it's click between coaches and trainers. So how can coaches and trainers instill that passion in the players? What kind of environment can they create? How can they create that environment? Did y'all actually, I think, uh, was it yesterday? A lot of quotes have been coming out about um, Sir Alex Ferguson as yeah. of lately. Either it, It's either all coming out now or I'm following the right pages now. And yeah, yeah. They've been I, I, I think I've time. seen the quote that you're referring to. So he, he said one of the things that we always did at Man U was just say, well done. Yeah. Right, because yeah, we wanted. He never did that in training, right? He yeah. Criticize someone. Yeah, no, because yeah, yeah. you want to instill a, a sense that the player's doing things right, right? Because if I'm constantly questioning what I'm doing or how I'm doing it, am I gonna kind of play free and unleash what I know how to do, or I'm gonna play scared and with those nerves and you know not really know, right? Which let's be real, that kind of seems to be the culture currently at Man U, right? Yeah, it's horrible. We don't, they don't really know. There's no sense of identity. Am I doing it right? Am I not? I don't know what's going on, right? So when you talk about creating a certain environment, let's just start there. Let's just start with, you know. But is that the reason or is it just because they have players that don't get it? Like, like they have a lot of young players that don't know how to win. Like, 
you're talking about like Alex Ferguson days. Of course, he developed like the the environment there. Like he built that culture. But at the end of the day, he had winners in that team. Yeah, but are we going to say that Giggs wasn't young when he stepped on the field for the first no, time? No, of course not. Of course not. But he Ronaldo, had players to I mean, look up to that were legends in their own right, you know? That's true. I think it's the fact that he was, he's able to stay, he was able to stay there for a good amount of time where he could actually build something that he wanted to do. Build a culture. Yes. As opposed to now, it's like it's so just money-driven, business-driven that they don't even give a coach more than like two years to actually build yeah. something. And then the coaches they're bringing in aren't coaches that are actually going to build something. Yeah. You know? Like... Well, well, then let's. I mean, and let's I go think. Ahead and, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I just think that that quote, like, I understand the point of it, and I'm sure that it is a truthful statement that he's making, but it probably is not taken in total context because there's no way he's going through like, like uh, uh, sessions with probably at his time the greatest teams in the world, right? And not picking things apart and right. not like. You know, there has to be some criticism or else how do you develop that identity? How do you develop that resiliency in players, too? Because that was one of their biggest strengths. Like, Man United at that time were just the most resilient teams. Like, they would never die. And, like, that comes through struggle, through adversity. Like, he must have created an environment of struggle in training to make them comfortable in those situations in games, too. Well, I think... Yes, and, and yeah, it's it's no secret that Sir Alex Ferguson was also the hammer when he yes, needed to be, right? that's what so, I'm getting at, right? But, but I, there's been plenty of stories so, about, you know. So the, the, more, the more trust that is built, this is just a relationship thing, right? Um, I could use my dad, for example, but we could use a boss or whatever. If they constantly instill, hey, I trust you. Hey, you are doing a good job, yeah. right? Then when he comes down with the hammer... There may be a couple, oh, screw you, uh, yeah. a little fighting match, but at the end of the day, hey, I know you got me. Yeah. yeah. So I'll bring it back and I'll give you my best, right? Mm-hmm. Which is what you're talking about, yeah. about adversity hits. Can I count on you to give me your best? Mm-hmm. Well, hell yeah, I'm going to sell out for you, bro, because I know you. So you, you, there still is that truth in creating that environment that a, a later shouting match can be created. But the environment hasn't changed. Yeah, and there's no hurt feelings. No one's taking it personally because, like, everyone's working for the same common goal. Yeah, a Rooney came out, I think, yesterday. It's just, all this stuff is permanent right now. Yeah, That's yeah. why it's, I'm talking about it. But um, he talked about how um, Sir Alex knew how to get the best out of Rooney, and it was completely different than how he got the best out of Nani. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? With Rooney, it was a shouting match every halftime. Because he knew that he could fire up Wayne, and in yeah. the second half, dude was going to go out and do work. Mm-hmm. Wayne right? is just an angry guy. You look at him, he looks angry. <laughs> so, yeah. But with Nani, it was maybe something different. But, but it doesn't change the fact that each one knew Sir Alex Ferguson cared right. about them deeply, personally. And at the end of the day, they truly believe. Because the same way, i got to believe you when you get on to me, and that I am, okay, I am doing things wrong. Mm-hmm. I have to believe you when you say, good job. How many coaches or, or people have, have we heard good job from and we're like, uh eh, Exactly. Probably just saying that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't really uh-huh. trust him. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's exactly it, right? If that quote were, like, taken literally, which when it's posted in that manner, like, of course, people are going to take it literally. If you're just saying well done to every single thing, then right. it doesn't mean anything, Put you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, yes, like, that was probably a true statement to a certain extent yeah. yeah 
but you know there's another side to it as well yeah but i i do believe you know in in the how to create that environment i do think it it does boil down to being honest you yeah. know and, and developing that that trust that bleeds into a certain environment of hey i believe you i trust you i'll sell out and then obviously when mistakes happen that's when that's when stuff goes down mm-hmm. right but then that's where that part that you're talking about are we resilient enough to get through this? Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> but I think that it, it starts with creating the right environment for development. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just all about, like, ultimately, going back to what, how we started this discussion is building that relationship with the ball. And it starts with the fun in it, you know? And you made a post recently, which is kind of how we got this whole conversation started and why I wanted to... Sp- like, I would have had you on the show regardless, but, like... <laughs> The reason why I wanted to specifically bring you on the show is to talk about this specific topic. You know, a lot of times, like, with individual training, that relationship with the ball is forgotten, you know? And so, like, building that relationship starts with enjoying yourself, enjoying spending time with the ball. Yeah. Just like building any relationship. Right. So one of the things that – and I'll speak for me personally, but I think it does bleed into – other players that have that have done it, um, you know, we could sit here and spit out goats like Ronaldinho, you know, Neymar currently, um, but also just guys we haven't even heard of that can just do amazing things with yeah. the ball. What they decided is, wow, this ball is pretty cool, right? There's so many different things I can do with it. Let me explore that, mm-hmm. right? And so bleeding into kind of what you were saying, any relationship, well, if you know, one pursues a girl or whatever. When I was pursuing my wife, I wanted to kind of really get to know her, mm-hmm. right? What, you know, what is she like? What is she, you know, what restaurants, you know, this and that. What does dating look like with her? You know, do we spend more time, you know, a house party? Do we go out? You know, like, what are we doing? And you really get to know. And so I want to explore the soccer ball the exact same way. Yeah. Right? What if I hit it like this? What if I swoosh it like this? What if I step on it like this? Stop it like that. Use my knee. Use my head. My chest. Right? Like, I want to know, does it bounce high? Does it not? Is this other soccer ball different? What's a futsal ball? Right? Mm -hmm. So you start exploring all these things. I haven't even talked about the actual game, how to play. Yeah. When Mm -hmm. to pass. What position am I playing? Who cares? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That stuff matters deeply later. Yeah. Later, right? Later. Yeah. Well, what about the kids? Well, what about, bro? Don't worry about that now, bro. We're just now mm-hmm. getting to know her. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So, and, and that stuff built, and so that trust level, that um, relationship, if you build it solid, if you really get to know the ball, if you really spend time with it, you learn how to do anything and everything with it, it'll get you through the adversities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, it'll get you through certain scenarios in the game, certain situations where pr- pressure, anxiety, stress comes in later. Right, we can get through this together. It's no, like you said, it's no different than any other relationship. You build those core values. Hey, we can get through anything. Hundred percent. So, do you think players that have that natural love for the ball do they do they have a different motivation to overcome struggles? in competitive sport as they come like in in when it gets to that level like obviously there are going to be struggles there's going to be adversity do you think they approach those differently than players who have not developed that passion for the ball yet i think you just have a different ability 
to overcome. I wouldn't say a different motivation or not. People go through personal struggles outside of outside True. of the sport, outside of the game, right? True. You know, whether it's family stuff, where you come from, um, identity issue. I mean, who knows, right? Like, there's so many different factors into why you're motivated. So that I think all it gives you is a, a different ability to overcome certain things. Whether you're motivated to do so, mm-hmm. want to like do another so. another tool, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It just gives you a, a whole other tool, you know? Um, I actually have a, a story that, that may apply. Um, Tell it, Soccer Dave. Yeah. So I was, I was training with Gimnasia de la Plata, uh, first division team in Argentina. Um, Gimnasia, Gimnasia de la Plata. I was training with them one summer. Actually, this wasn't summer. I, I, this was after high school. I went and I tried out for them. And I don't know if y'all remember, much like this pandemic, just on a much slower scale, the swine flu. Y'all remember swine flu of 09? Yeah. Oh, you mean the yeah. pre-pre-COVID? <laughs> the pre-pre-COVID. Yeah, the first test. Yeah. What? Um, <laughs> the So swine flu hits. All of Argentina, much the whole world, really. Argentina shuts down right at the transfer window. Mm. So, so many players got left without signings. So many players got stuck in signings that wanted to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, I got stuck without a contract. Gimnasia was so welcoming to me and this other guy that were there that they wanted to sign. We didn't get to sign. They let us stay and train through a whole non-signing period, right? The whole transfer. So, <clears throat> through that, I was doing pretty well. Couldn't play any games, right? Because I'm not rostered, not signed. So I was just training. Well, I get called up to train with the reserves. And it's like, you talk about a little bit of anxiety and stress. I mean, you're up with the reserves, right? Some Mm -hmm. of these guys move up, down. Mm -hmm. You know, they're playing on Sunday. And we're doing a functional training where the ball gets moved through the midfield, bumps out wide, uh, hit a long switch. I was on the side where the long switch was coming, so I had to bring that down, take a touchdown line, whip it across that was my job, right? So, ball comes in, first rep, I'm freaking out. I bring the ball down. The just ball like, seems like it's in the air Oh, forever. dude, don't even yeah. talk to me about it. I mean, my heart's <laughs> beating right now. Think about it. Ball comes in, I bring it down just like I've seen Ronaldinho do a thousand times in videos with yeah. the top of my foot right there with the laces. Bring that Easy. ball down. Perfect Kay. touch. Take a touch yeah. down line, whip in a perfect cross. I'm feeling myself right yeah. now. I'm like, let's hey, all right, go. That's the confidence like, I need right there. That's what I'm right talking I'm jogging to get back in line. Coach calls me over. He said, what's your name? I tell him my name. I'm like, oh, shoot, I'm getting asked my name. Let's go. Uh, he, he literally said, don't ever do that again. I'm over here like, do what? Like, bring down the ball perfectly? Yeah. Take a perfect <laughs> tail, whip in a do perfect Do exactly like, what you asked. Like, yeah. don't do what? Yeah. And he said, don't ever use that part of your foot to bring down a ball again, ever. And he literally said, who do you think you are, Ronaldinho? <laughs> and I was like, I was thinking, I'm like, crap, man. That's one of the only ways I know how to bring down that yeah. ball. Like, I've never trained to bring down a switch with the inside of my foot. Like, I know yeah, I that's you. like the most common way to yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah. But my idol, I never, you know, Ronaldinho hardly ever brought a ball down. Like, all you see is with the laces, right? Yeah, so yeah. I'm freaking out now because I got to get back in line and I got to do it again in an uncomfortable way. Right. That I'm not you. I haven't. I don't really train that. I can do it. Yeah. I ain't that comfortable doing it, and now I got to do it. Right. This guy very well might just kick me out of the first time I get called up. Mm-hmm. Right. I end up bringing the ball down. Well. Yeah. Keep the thing going. I finished out the session. You know, the practice. We went into scrimmage stuff. But I started asking myself, what if I was completely unprepared? Yeah. Oof. What if I? What if that one in my bag? 
that a trap what if touch. what if I had never what if I hadn't spent that much time with the ball to be comfortable in uncomfortable situations or to be uncomfortable and still be able to produce where does that leave me right so I don't say I was more motivated I was more, I think I had a certain ability to get me through that that maybe somebody else wouldn't have right all it is, like you said, it's just another tool. Right. You go hike Mount Everest or you go start a new job or whatever. You want an empty backpack or do you want a backpack with tools for whatever situation? Right? And I think that, you know, you could even expand this and talk about how are we developing players? Are we developing players to play for us? To only climb our mountain? Or are we developing players to play for anyone yeah. and climb any mountain? Yeah, no, that's a good point. I mean... Like, even just the example that you use, like, there's no reason for him to tell you to never use the top of your foot to bring the ball down because there's a time and a place for it, you know? Just like there's a time and a place to use the outside of your foot to bring a ball down or a time and a place where you have, like, you're, you're reaching for the ball. You can't quite get to it. You have to actually step on the ball when it comes out of the yeah. air to bring it down, you know? And then, obviously, the most fundamental functional way to bring a ball down you see most of the time in a professional game when it gets switched from one side to the other is the inside of the foot so it's just a tool and you have to be the question is can you do it exactly right so coming out of coming out of that practice out of that session having that experience that i had and that's why it's so important i always tell people hey put yourself out there have as many experiences as possible right i like to say i had a conversation with my dad a couple weeks ago where we were just kind of talking and and i was like oh you know you're a culmination. You end up being a culmination of the, the people you meet, experiences you've had. And then I was going to say something else. And my dad goes, in the books you read. And I was like, all right. See, now I got to start reading. Why would you go there? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say something else. And, and then I thought about it. I was like, I'm never going to say whatever else I was going to say. I'm yeah. going to start saying that one because that's more true. But What were you going to say? So I, I don't even remember anymore because <laughs> it, it don't matter. even matter. It, it don't matter. even matter, right? <laughs> But so when it comes to so coming out of that experience uh, where I got called up to the reserves, coach said what he said, I, I decided, you know what, there's not going to be anything I can't do with this ball. Yeah. I'm going to be able to do all of it because I never know when I'm going to have yeah. to use what. Mm-hmm. And I thought I spent a lot of time with the ball zero to 19 years of age, bro, 19 through like 25. <sighs> <laughs> I tell people there's not much right now at 30 that I wasn't doing already as a team, right? But then that escalated and really got put up on a big fire after that at 19. And then I really started spending time with the ball. And I was able to play through 27 years old. It was when I signed my last contract in Spain. But, um, but yeah, man, I mean, you you got to be able to – I never wanted to be a, you know – all right. The way I say it is, I always wanted to be a butt player, and I don't mean B U T T. I mean B U T. Like, but can you do this? But can you do it like that? But mm-hmm. can you? I just wanted the answer to always be yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you do something cool. Hey, that's cool. But can you do this? Yeah. But can you do that? Yeah. Well, what about that? Yeah, dude, I can do whatever you want. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now, obviously, I can. There's freestylers that I like to think. I like to think that out of soccer players, I'm I can do almost anything. But when you start getting in freestyle and these Red Bull freestylers, oh, no, take no. me out of that conversation. I'll sit back. Yeah. I'll just watch, you know. Uh-huh. But 
you, you know spend that enough time on it you could do it yeah you know? but that, you have the touch you have the ability uh, to but that's you know that's one of the things that you know that keeps me going too is i'll ask myself i'll ask myself the questions you know i wonder if i could do that oh that was cool but can i do it like that you know like i think one of the craziest things that i've done is when i when i juggle the ball on the opposite side of a ladder you know which that one's on one of the videos on on instagram i've done it multiple times but like how do you even think you know what I mean? Like, you only get there if you keep literally asking yourself questions. Mm-hmm. You know, you have your boundaries. You have to ask yeah. questions. You know, I wonder if uh, like the zero gravity came about. Literally, I was I was just doing freestyling, and I was like, I wonder if you know, like, before you just juggle it and hit it, if you could catch it. But you're already in the air. And it's like, what are you, bro, what are you doing? You know, it's part of that purity of just being a kid and not really knowing your limits, you know? And, and as Where's adults, our zero gravity tutorial video, by the way? Dude, I have, I know, I need to, I need to put that up. I you probably don't. It, it was bad. <laughs> I need to put it up. I've been practicing since then, though. We're going to have to put it up when this podcast comes out, though. Yeah. Know. Yeah. That was, that was fun. a crazy move, man. The soccer day dance. I need to put that one up too. Next, next time we do a session, I'll, I'll I'll be able to do it well enough. I need to go to y'all. I need to go to y'all's yeah. uh, y'all's lab. That we'll first, do it. Uh, get me in there. That first session I did uh, after y'all did the recording of that thing, uh-huh. I was like going through with each of the kids I had to see if they could do the soccer day dance. Yeah, oh, we ended up getting it pretty quick. Perfect. Yeah, 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 yeah it's yeah, not yeah, difficult. Yeah. Uh-huh. The the hardest part, quote unquote, of it is actually mm-hmm. being able to go to the beat of a song. Okay. That's yeah. why it's a dance. And the yeah. coolest thing was like once I showed him like literally we were just focused on like passing, but it was like before he got water, I was like, hey, try this, try this, just real quick. And then every time I sent him for water, it was just he was over there drinking his water and then just trying to do trying it. To, yeah. Do yeah. So I was like, oh. That's yeah. where it comes from, man. Like you, you just get them hooked on something that they're just like so focused on trying to accomplish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And does that does that have anything to do with the sport? No. No. Mm-hmm. No. Are they spending time with the ball? Yep. There you go. And yeah, like you said, like you know, it's just building the repertoire of like different things that you can do with the ball and and so at that level at that foundational phase a player's training is going to look a lot different than that of a player at an elite level a professional level and it should right so like you know i think you know on the last podcast we had we talked about just soccer i think in general is one of the few sports where you have to be able to kind of play any position like <clears throat> because all the positions are kind of the same thing. It's just a different space that you occupy on the yep. field. Agreed. But in terms of what you do in the game with the ball, it's always the same. Um, of course, you know, there are different angles that you're going to see a lot, different body shapes that you have to take up, like different positions that you play. But in terms of what you do individually, it's usually – pretty similar even basketball is is not really like that because a point guard does different things entirely than a center they're not even the same player at all right football same thing like you have your skill position players you have your linemen like they're not they're not even playing the same sport at the end of the day i don't even think they're playing the sport sometimes yeah put your hands on a block fair enough (laughs) But, like, soccer is the one game where every single player should be able to do what somebody else can do, too. And the more things that you can do, the more valuable you're going to be as a player. Yeah, I had a post on, uh, I don't know, I don't remember if it was Instagram or TikTok, 
where I, I, I think I said, um, I said something like unpopular opinion, and it was not every freestyler can play soccer at a high level, mm-hmm. but every soccer player that can play at a high level can freestyle to some extent. To some extent, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and the reason for that is, bro, you, listen, you don't learn to freestyle. You, can't, you don't have any freestyle ability if you don't spend time with the ball. Right. To at least try it around the world, right? You know, to, to try the different freestyle moves, to try different things, you know, manipulate the ball in different ways. That only comes from... So my, basically what I say is, if every high-level player that's quote-unquote made it, that we would look at and be like, damn, they made it, mm-hmm. spent God's amount of hours with the ball, mm-hmm. well, I mean, that's just 101. Spend time with the ball, right? Obviously, they did. That's why they can do certain things with it. You know, but a lot of times it's like, wow, he's a center back and did it around the world. Well, yeah. bro, that's that's like, yeah. Though if you can't even do that, you definitely didn't spend time with the ball. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? So, like everybody, you know, jaw drops. You know, and Sergio Ramos balances the ball in his head. And it's like, wow, he keeps bounce. Oh my god, best center back in the world, bro. <laughs> listen, I'm not saying he's not. I'm not saying he is. I'm just saying, of course, you're gonna at least. You're gonna, Look, you go from dating to marrying the same girl, bro. Wow, he knew that she was going to say that. Well, bro, we spend 30 years together, bro. Like, how am I not going to at least be able to anticipate a response to a question? Yeah. You know, or which restaurant is her favorite one? Like, if I can't even do that after dating her for five years, married for 10, like, what are we talking about, man? Like, did I ever even really care? You know, like, and so it, it, the same thing applies, right? The same thing applies, you know? So it's just funny to, to not, you know, to not think of it that way. You know, a lot of people don't, you know, and I may be one of the only ones that does and call me a weirdo, you know, whatever, but it's gotten me where it's gotten me so far, you know? So, yeah. And and like you said, they've spent enough time (laughs) with the ball to where even if they can't do some of the exact, you know, combinations and right. things like that that a freestyler is doing they know the ball well enough to where if they just focused on that specific thing for a certain amount of time yeah. they would be able to get it eventually yeah. like you, know? you in, like you in the zero gravity yeah. you almost had it a couple times yeah. w- within eight minutes of practicing right but you did that one thing for eight minutes yeah right? yeah focused yeah focused training deep practice so that's all it is yeah you know to just, develop any skill any you skill. know any skill so we know like building a relationship takes work like it's not going to be easy all the time you know building any type of relationship takes work um what do you think are are you know the main struggles that you're going to face when building that relationship with the ball and how does that correlate to relationships that you'd build in your personal life time and intentionality right um I put up a training video one time where I talked about, you know, the cliche is practice makes perfect. Intentional practice with a purpose may make perfect in that specific thing you were working on intentionally, right? So In that exact environment. Yes, exactly. So it does boil down to details. Um, It boils down to intentionality, time. Um, And even then, environment constantly changes, right? You know, wow, how can I hit, you know, upper 90 shots constantly on free kicks, like, you know, and then shank it in the game. It's like, well, 
And there's a little tiny thing called pressure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that just adding that, you know, and the, the way, like when I train players, the way that I add the element of pressure is with a countdown or, or you know, hey, I'm going to time you on this one or, hey, I'm going to film you on this one. Yeah. You know, and it's like they just did it 15 times in a row perfect. All of a sudden you add the element of pressure yeah. And and they they crumble they they can't they literally can't even remember yeah. what to do. Yeah. The filming one, the filming one is what. Gets that's a big one. That's that a big one. All the time with me. That's a big one. All the time. I work with a player right now who's you know he plays ECNL. He's U15. Like he's a good player, but like he's in his own head throughout the whole session. I ask him to do simple, simple things, and mm-hmm. and he just he struggles with it because he's like he's putting so much pressure on himself that he can't just be in the moment and focus yeah. on the things that he's supposed to do. Yeah. And I mean, don't even like, don't even pull a camera out. Cause then it'll just like, <laughs> the session will just drop off real quick. But yeah, you know, it, it, it is, you know, you definitely want to try and create that pressure, that environment in your session. And as you want to possible. And you want to teach the player how to welcome it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Because exactly. if you fight it, it's never going to work. And that's what I right? keep telling them. It's like, you're going to make mistakes in a game. The best players can work through them. Right. If you can't work through a mistake in this training session where you're just you and the ball and me and maybe a camera, right? And I don't even care whether you make the mistake. Right. Then how are you going to be able to do that in a game? You can't. No. You can't. And And so it's like... You definitely have to create that environment within the session to get them comfortable with the real world, you yeah. know, the real world meaning the game, right? Or, you know, any other area that you're working to be successful in, like, that's when it, that's when the pressure is real. Yeah. And that's, and that's when you, that's when you want it. I got a player uh, down in Houston that, you know, he does a, a lot of skills. He knows all the skills and, and he does them and he does them in game and, and he's shifty and, he was going to go play a, a tournament, a final in a tournament. And I was like, hey, just keep doing those skills. Just keep doing you. You know what I mean? Yeah. He goes, no, not in this game. It's a final. <laughs> and I was like, this is when you want to do it the most. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is when everybody's watching. This is, mm-hmm. you know, nobody cares about the semi. Nobody cares about, this is the final, homie. This is really, why do it anywhere else? You know, this is where you got to do it, you know? And it, and it, and I'm not... Everybody here, everybody goes, oh, he's a skiller. It's not real football. You know, look, the, the point it's is, can you, do, <laughs> can you do what you do without pressure, also under pressure, right? Yep. yep. That's, that's ultimately what it boils down to. You're used to scoring goals. For whatever reason, you can't score in finals. You know, you're not even the trickster. You're not even, you're just missing headers yep. when you just bang nine in in the first four mm-hmm. games of the tournament, and now you can't hit one in, you know. So whatever it is, it doesn't have to be skills, right? Um can you do it under pressure? As and that's well. what mastery is. Like yeah. mastering any craft. It's not just being able to do it when you're alone in your, you know, apartment in your training environment. Like it's being able to do it when the spotlight is on you, you know? That's what separates the best from the rest at yep. the end of the day. At the end of the day, can you do it when it matters, right? Absolutely. Watching NFL playoffs right now, can you do it when it matters? 
right? I mean, Cowboys can't. No, <laughs> can't man. They it's can't. It's crazy because any like sports like they that, can't. it's like they all did it when it mattered, and they're at that yeah. level now. And then it's like a whole nother. But can yeah. you do it when it matters here? No. It's like <laughs> no. It's a lot, it's a but lot. since we're already out this year, it's already time to start saying we'll win the next Super Bowl. <laughs> Keep it damn clean, baby. I'm over it. Sorry, oh, don't sorry give up. I said don't that. Give up. I, look, don't I'm give a up. Cowboys fan. I'm just also awake and knowledgeable of what's going on. Yes, <laughs> I was. I started boycotting last season, and like this whole this whole season, I couldn't even watch because I was like, I know, I already know what's gonna happen. I already know. Like, I can't even get into it because I was just like mad all season long from just last year and the year before and the year before. So I wish I could. But but I'll, look, I'll tell you this. We'll keep it. Uh, we'll keep it relevant. <laughs> so pretty. When I do my performances, like at the sidekicks, right? Mm-hmm. That's uh, pressure. That's pressure, yeah. right? That's pressure. That's not. You know, they only got like you know, five hundred fans or something. That's yeah, it's still a lot. I mean, there's probably first five hundred got little soccer boys, probably over a thousand people there. Okay, but, fair enough. I mean, they still. there to see soccer, Dave. Though, let's be honest. Nah, <laughs> sidekicks having a good year. Psychics, I'm just playing. Y'all turn know it I'm around. Playing. Turn it around. Know I'm gotta be cordial. Gotta be cordial. I'm you know? playing. <laughs> the um, it's not the same. Getting on the beam at the church, yeah, right where 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 you guys helped me out. That's the behind the scenes some... footage that the people need yeah. to see. Soccer day, yeah. Oof. So doing that, you know, I didn't. I got lucky. I didn't fall at the sidekicks game, but I dropped the ball a ton on the beam, which I was not happy about at all. Because that's the second time you performed, right? So you're you're saying you dropped it more than the last time? I I want to. I, I think so. Yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah. I also did more though. I did more. I did the push up on the beam. I didn't do that the year one. I freestyled on the beam. I didn't do that year one. Um, year one, I just juggled across it, right? So there's also, I'm thinking about more. Yeah, yeah. I love but you said, I just juggled across it. I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> guys, just to put that like in perspective, okay? When we were with Soccer Dave, pra- like you know, helping him with his practice, warming up for this performance. We had Evan jump up on the beam, and the man could barely catch the ball with two hands and <laughs> yeah, stay man. up without falling I got over. Two juggles and then had to give up. <laughs> so yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. That's like one of those things that's up there with like juggling on the other side of a ladder. It's like what what really were you thinking when you <laughs> decided to try this? And you know, we go into that, um, but yeah, man. I mean, can you can you deal with that? What is it that gets you? through that and it's the hours it's the comfortability and then i think the the third piece which we could argue which is more important or whatever but having a strong sense of purpose identity trust in yourself where you know it's like the cliche well i was you know i was kind of born for this Mm -hmm. you know i don't know if i was or wasn't but i i do know that if i don't embrace it in essence, what I'm doing is rejecting it, right? Am I going to reject my identity, my purpose? What kind of a life is that, right? How much time is going to be wasted before I'm like, you know what? That This is what I'm supposed to do. Let's, let's go, you know? And then that's also what gets you through mistakes, right? Because a mistake doesn't define me. Right. A mistake doesn't define a player, Right, especially through development at a young age, right, and we have to culminate that. We have to create the environment where they won't feel judged or identified by their mistake, or you know, held accountable to a degree where that's now who you are until you prove me otherwise. What are you, bro? A kid's ten years old, dog. What are you? 
what are we talking about here? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and so, you know, helping the next generation, helping a, a, a literal child, right? Not necessarily just a soccer player. This is a kid. They go to school. They, you know, have to do school projects. They got so much going on. They feel judged. Who knows what, you know, today somebody said something mean at me because I was wearing, you know, a certain brand. And that brand sucks. My dad says that brand sucks. You know, like, all this stuff. These kids going through all these yeah, things, yeah, right? Yeah. And then on top of that, they got to deal with the pressure, which is what we're talking about, of having to perform for so-and-so coach who expects me to do this right. And it's like, how do you even form an identity, right? How do you even form any type of sense of having a a purpose greater than this first touch? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, we don't understand sometimes the service or disservice that we're doing with the environment we're creating. Absolutely. I agree. So how can uh, coaches and trainers then, like, you know, we talked about how to create that environment and how to instill the passion in their players, but then how do they maintain it when, you know, things do get, like, more competitive? I think that's why nobody can judge who's actually going to make it. Yeah. I don't know if that's up to us. Yeah, it really isn't. It comes down to the player. It comes down to them. Yeah. You know, kind of what you've been talking about with your players. Yeah. Yeah. You know, once you reach a certain, once you reach a certain level, you know, I was talking to a couple parents, uh, was it yesterday, the day before yesterday, where, you know, they were kind of getting into the whole, you know, oh, so-and-so. It's, we're talking about eight-year-olds, bro. So-and-so's really good, man. They just got it, you know? And I'm over here like, bro, if Chelsea, Man City, Man United, Real Madrid, Barcelona, if, if they can't control who the next big guy will be and get it right every time, who the heck are we to start looking at eight, nine, ten-year-olds and try to decide? We don't know. Yeah. You got no clue, man. Yeah, the parents saying that as well are the ones that definitely have no clue. Yeah. Because at that point, it's literally just which kid's the fastest, which kid's the biggest. Yeah. The majority of the time. And, of course, like, which kid has the most skill. Oh, you know, skill, talent, yeah. At but that point, yeah. yeah. But there's so much, but, right, that goes into actually being a making it. Yeah. And then once you oh, get yeah. there, sustaining that. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. We talk about all the time. Most of, most of the time, the things that take you out of the game are things that have nothing to do with it. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I was going to say is like, you know, we talk about those main attributes like the physical and the technical, you yeah. know, that's what you see on the outside and that's what gets a, a player to a certain level. But then once they're at that level, it's the mentality, it's what's inside that yeah. really determines whether they make it or not. Yeah, and then off the, you know, off the field decisions and, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, and stuff and that's why. And that all comes down to their, yeah. you know, their mentality. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Are, are they professional enough to... Like, you know, block out distractions to yeah. commit to their sport fully. Like, yeah, to emotionally deal with things going on mm-hmm. off the field. Yeah, right. To emotionally, and so, you know, th- there's just there there's so much that goes into, and I I know I'm kind of beating a dead horse, man, but so much that goes into human development, right? That you have to intertwine with player development because if not, you get a real good player that's got no clue about life. They're gonna sabotage any. Uh, possibility that they have of doing it i mean how many players we know that man they had it they had everything you know one of the most talented guys ruined an opportunity in spain ruined an opportunity at the mls ruined an opportunity you know it's like how are they ruining all these opportunities like do they not have anything in here you know and it's like you know who, who knows 
why or what happened or, or but most of the time or or quote unquote like they got alcohol drugs they'd rather party mm-hmm. right and so we could even go in, into that right if you can't get your life settled outside how are you ever going to get it settled inside absolutely yeah i think that kind of you know you brought up neymar earlier and i think he's a great example to use in that situation like yeah he's accomplished everything at the highest level so you can't really like knock him for the way that he is but at the same time he could be so much more he could be so much more as a player like he should be the undisputed greatest of all time with the qualities that he has but he's never going to be considered that never and you know this documentary that just came out on netflix i don't know if you've seen it yet i've I've not watched it through yet so i was like don't spoil it i i won't i won't spoil (laughs) it but he wants to talk about it now he can't i'm I'm about to i'm about to talk about it regardless he he leaves barca bro he leaves barca (laughs) In case you didn't know. <laughs> I got it, I got it. World record fee. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. That's what it's about. In case you didn't. I guess gotcha. who joins Here, him. Yeah. Make sure. <laughs> Messi. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. You know, with him, it's like, okay, he was putting out that documentary to show people who he is. Give people a better understanding of, like, what makes him tick. And hopefully you know, make people like him a little bit better, which if you're putting out a documentary, like, that's going to be the main reason for that anyways, yeah. right? But it's like, the whole time he was just trying to justify his his off-the-field behavior, you know? Mm. And he sounded more, like, bratty than anything else. Like, I can do whatever I want, you know? Like, if my performances are good on the field, and it's like, yeah, but my man, like, your performances have not been that great the past few years. Like, in case you haven't like seeing that you know like you should be the best player in the world and you're not i don't think he's like in the top five right now would you guys say he's top five performance wise no like don't look at the player just look at the performance oh performance no talent i think he still is but yeah of course yeah of course that's what i'm saying well i think that you know this the standard because he's in his prime he should be in his prime right now Mm -hmm. the standard to me obviously is ronaldo yeah I think that's undisputed. And everybody's going to be like, oh, he's a Ronaldo fan. He doesn't like Messi. No, I love Messi. No, no, no. Messi is... But, but the I, thing... I, with, I, the, what I say is Ronaldo is the best human to ever play. Yeah. Messi's an alien. Yeah. It's, well, with Ronaldo, he, he, he maximized every ounce of juice, of potential yeah. that he had. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and then you see others not, not doing that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how do you how do you judge that? How do you... You know, are we just going to... I mean, it's hard, right? Because you can't expect everyone to maximize every ounce of juice. Yeah. Right? That takes a whole separate quality, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, because you could even spin it the other way, and Neymar would be worse if he didn't samba more, if he didn't keep that little spark of joy alive more. He'd be a worse player. He'd yeah. probably just stop playing. You know, I don't, I don't know. So, you know, it's, it's, so, it's so hard now. Perfect scenario, Yeah. Every single ounce of everything is maximized like Ronaldo does, and everyone does it, mm-hmm. right? Wow. <laughs> How many more, like, the whole sport would elevate, right? It'd yeah. be unreal. You have superhumans all over the world. Yeah, but, but then again, how quickly would us as fans succumb to now that level of expectation? Mm-hmm. And then the moment somebody, you know, 
drink of water instead of a body armor. Be, oh, he 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 doesn't actually care about hydration. Yeah, it's like so we're always gonna blow things out of proportion, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Of course, but but no, I mean, I, I'm not saying I disagree. Well, and that is the lesson here, right? Like, it is a player's mentality, you know, their passion that separates them at the highest level. Yeah. You know, you get there with your ability, the way, like, what you've done, like, physically, technically, to develop your game. But once you get there, what's going to carry you, what's going to, you know, um, like, give you longevity through your career is the love because that's right. what's going to get you through like all the struggle and and you know bringing it back to Neymar like you said maybe that maybe the way that he is is the reason why he's been as successful as he is I got a I got a question uh I don't know the answer so this is, this will be a good little conversation do you think Ronaldo loves the sport more than the ball yeah I think with Ronaldo he does I think with Messi it's probably the other way around what about with Neymar? I would say he loves the ball more, more than the sport, right? Yeah. So I don't know. I don't. I don't know. It's just something to something to think about, right? Because th- there can be there can be both. I think that there is a potential danger for players to pursue what the sport may have to offer, mm-hmm. or what the game may have to offer, as opposed to just pursuing the game, right? Now, the flip side of that is if you're so freaking highly motivated and you just tick different and your motivation is everything that it can offer and you're going to freaking go get it and do anything by any means to achieve everything that it can offer, then, yeah, man, you're also – you're Ronaldo and Tom Brady and and you're eating guacamole ice cream. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know yeah. – that sounds pretty I, good. I just I just don't know that <laughs> I, don't, I just don't know that most are going to do that, and that's that's where you get the the super separators, yeah. right? Yeah, that's where you get the, just the super separator where you know it's like I I don't only just love the ball and the game, but I love this life and this lifestyle that I have achieved because of it, and I'm going to respect it to a certain degree. I think that's maybe what could be more said about, and I think this is how fans judge: Does he not respect the millions that he's getting? To perform, does he not respect the fact that I'm a fan and that I want to see this at a higher level? Does he not? Re- what a lack of respect! Wait, he's just trying to go out there and have fun, but he doesn't understand. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that's yeah, really where we come yeah. from, yeah. right? That's really where we come from. When when you know, I don't know. It's just interesting to think about like both sides and that you can still achieve the highest level mm-hmm. by one, which is what I'm saying. And the whole point yeah. of this podcast is, hey, look, let's just fall in love with the purity of it and that'll keep you going as you succeed and then the other is bro i don't care about how much fun i can have with this thing i'm literally trying to get to a point where i can feed my family in the next four generations so i gotta go get these millies bro yeah you know what i mean and and both are good reasons right i don't think we should shun one agreed you know to do the other agreed just i think the only thing that i'm saying is I, I do believe that most of the talent, skill set, uh, opportunities, abilities, we talked about having as many tools in your tool bag, I, I do think you're only even going to allow yourself um, to have those. You don't spend time with things you don't like, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. We just, no, I don't really like that. On to the next thing, right? 
so when it comes to the pursuit of playing pro, if that's your goal, or the pursuit of just simply getting better, right? If you don't have a love for it, I mean, it's dead, right? So that's where the whole point is you have to figure out how to love the pure essence of the ball. Even Kobe talked about how when he was a kid, he didn't fall in love with the sport of basketball. He fell in love with the basketball. Yeah, the grooves. The grooves the on the yeah, ball, how, how it bounced it, it yeah. how it the sounded sound, bouncing yeah. on a court versus on a, on cement sidewalk, right? Like yeah. those are the things. So he's constantly with the ball. You know, what does the net sound like if it only hits the net? Yeah. You know, what if it hits the backboard and then you know like, the, so those are those are the things. So, you know, you kind of have both. I think we all agreed that Ronaldo could give. <laughs> He doesn't really care about, you know, the ball or what it can do. I think maybe one day he did, but I think he was also like, okay, I got to be able to do these things if I'm going to make noise. Mm-hmm. And I have to make noise because I want to be the best. Yeah. Right? Cool, man. Like, mm-hmm. heck yeah. We could also make an argument that Kobe was the best in his craft to ever do it. And he did it a completely different yeah. way. You know, I'm not saying Ronaldo didn't do it as a kid. Like, I don't know. I haven't sat down and talked to him, right? But... He did play a lot of futsal. Like, I mean, when he first came yeah. up, like, that was his biggest strength was his, you know, creativity, his flair yeah. on the ball, yeah. you know? Obviously, like, as yeah. he's gotten older, he's adapted and changed his game, and you have to do that his when, you, when you get older. Yeah. But it's just, it's just fun to also think, like, okay, you could still end up the greatest of all time or in the discussion <laughs> with two completely different ways of doing it, mm-hmm. right? Which is also important to us as adults and as you know, player developers and trainers, we can't judge one or the other. We just have to help cultivate. Yeah. Right? Hey, that's what you want? Okay, let me help you. You know, I'm going to hold you to that freaking standard. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Oh, you just kind of want to have fun? Cool, man. Let's have as much freaking fun as possible. Let's play as many games as possible. Let let me teach you different things you can do with this ball, right? And then maybe later they cultivate to a great player Mm -hmm. for the sport. Right? And then they're able to go through that because of the love and, and the fun. Right? So there's there's so many different ways to to get there, you know. But what's always said out there, oh, there's only one way. Oh, there's not. Come on, man. Yeah. No, I mean, and that's kind of like that's kind of like the main drive behind everything that we're trying to cultivate with Footy Factory too. You know, we're trying to build a network, a community of trainers under our brand, but also outside of our brand too collaborating with you collaborating with other trainers in the area or around the country or around the world like we know that every trainer that is training players you know at that level where they're promoting themselves they're you know putting it out there they're trying to build their own business like they must be doing something right even if it's not exactly what i do right they've got to be doing something right and so nobody's wrong Right. right like and and you know, even just the way that we kind of shifted our business when COVID hit, because we used to have teams and, you know, it's very competitive. Like, we don't want our players going and training with other people because those are our players. Like, we need them to train a certain way in order for right. our teams to be productive in terms of getting results and, and you know, promoting our brand well in, in the general public. But when we shifted gears and became just a supplemental training service, that competition factor went out the window because yeah. there's enough for everyone to go around. It has to. It has yeah. to. And, and, and even for me, like, it's no sweat off my back if one of my clients is also training with another trainer yeah. outside of Footy Factory. Like, 
I'm still like getting paid for the time that I'm spending with him, so right. that's not an issue. And ultimately, it's the the player is the most important thing. And if he's getting training from me, I know my training is going to be a little bit different from, you know, the so next guy. So it's all going to complement. It's just it's all, all going to complement each yeah. other. Yeah. So it's only going to be good for the player. Like, yeah. how can I? How, who am I to say like he's not supposed to do that? You know, like. Well, it boils down to what I said earlier, right? Are we training them to do our stuff or to be able to do any any stuff? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And ultimately, that's, that's what our training is. Is yeah. it's a little bit of everything, and then put into very specific game scenarios. Of course, at a younger age, that's not as true as when we start working with more advanced players. Uh, but it is very like our training is supposed to be game related, right? You know, of course. So that brings me to my next point: is like when when do we get to the point where that needs to be more of a focus, right? Like we talked about, like it needing to be more, you know. Uh, focused on the ball at the foundational level what at what point do we start to focus more on the functional training i mean the functional i mean you can plug that in anywhere but i think in terms of like well i mean you have two things functional i mean you have position specific right right? you, you have two ways to look at development right you have you know kind of development like let me just show you a lot of things teach you as much as possible, and then you have production base, right? Well, when do we move on to production? Well, when production matters. I don't. That, that's different for everyone, mm-hmm. right? When production matters for one kid could be different than when pr- production matters to another kid. Or you know, there, you could have two 13-year-olds, right? We could argue, well, by 13, production really matters. Sure, for the guy playing ECNL. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For the other guy playing rec league and you know hoping to make his high school bars you know jv team i don't know like let's just kind of keep figuring it out dude you know like you're not there yet you know now there's still five years before they're both 18 i'm not gonna sit here and judge both yeah i'm not gonna sit here and judge both 13 year olds be like ah this guy's gonna make it this guy hey dude have you thought about picking up an instrument you know what i mean like I'd, maybe all of a sudden something happens. He gets this big drive to be better and works his butt off five years. And meanwhile, the other guy is getting tired by the time he's 16. Like, yeah. uh, dude, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. So like that goes into like, we don't really know what's going to happen. So let's meet everybody where they're at. Right. Let's show them a standard. Right. But I'm also saying like the standard for the, the freaking baller kid with all this potential Hey, look, man, I can't hold you to the same standard as a kid that doesn't know how to receive a pass because if not, like we said earlier, I'll spend the entire time saying, wow, you're amazing. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, dude, I'm supposed to be teaching you stuff still, like even still, right? So, you know, establish a standard, establish, you know, where they're at, meet them where they're at and push them. Period, right? I'm not gonna not. No, I'm not training you, bro, because you're probably not going pro. I don't care, bro. What what do you want to do? Yeah, you just want to make JV, bro. I got you. You know what I mean? And then when you make JV, dude, congrats. You know we got. You know how'd you do this season? You know I want to make varsity next year. Okay, that's a great goal. I don't know if it's gonna happen or not. I'm not gonna sit here and say one way or the other, right? I'm just gonna help him out, meet him where he's at, which constantly changes as development happens. And then I'm going to push them to the next stage and push them to the next stage and push them to the next stage. That's, that's, and that's all, that's all we need to do. We don't need to try to do any more than that unless asked of us, right? 
I think that's just what, you know, but we try to judge, we try to, you know, meet them where they're not or whatever. And that, that's when problems happen, man. That's, I don't know. I, I prefer not to do that, you know, stay out of that. Now, if a kid that's not that good comes to me and says, hey, look, I want to be like, I want to be it. Okay, you sure? Yeah, you you just said that with your own words. You said like, that, so now I'm gonna now I may yeah. I may hold you're not that good. I may hold you to his standard though. Yeah. he's really good. But you're saying that that's what you you know. So all right, let's. If you don't, if not, let's go. that's cool. Yeah. But like, if that's what you want, then let's go. Yeah, and that's also part of meeting them where they're at. That's where he's at, right? Yeah, where he's yeah. at with the ball, but also where he's at mentally. Mm-hmm. You know. Okay. All right. I'm gonna test you. Let's see. Let's see where you're at. Absolutely. You know, one of the projects that that I personally um, am very, very excited about is somehow, some way, I kind of have a plan. Um, we'll see how it, how it develops. But I, I just, I want to, in our world, right, just think about it, ponder about this. In our world, training world, coaching world, the, everything is catered to empower who? The player. It should be. Y'all building a business, right? Yeah. We got here to empower us, right? What name do you want to push? Booty Factory. Exactly. At the end of the day, right? I mean, now look. To be honest, obviously, we want to empower the player. We want to push the player. We want to help the player succeed. But we're gonna do it our way by pushing. Uh, I'm trying, bro. I'm wearing soccer day stuff. Like, let's not. You know what I mean? I'm trying to push myself too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, but the the idea that I want to get to. But the motive is. Through the player, right? We're trying to help right. the, the, the player. The purity is that, right? Yes. The external, we're still trying to, and so, you know, trainers, they put their content out, right? Uh, you know, they, they push their brand, their content, um, their way of training. Facilities push their facility out. Yep. Their if they have a training program, they push that out, that, right? And everything. If I'm gonna say so and so went and signed at Duke. They trained here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, still, what are we doing, right? So, I eventually, I'm, I, I know how I'm going to do it, but I want to create a, a space, an environment where I em, empower the player. Let's be real, okay? I didn't have no supplemental training growing up. Whether we couldn't afford it or it didn't really exist in Argentina, right? So, that that space wasn't, wasn't there. I literally had to dig for myself, mm-hmm. right? So, now, you're telling me that I also could have had a place where I would never have to chase a soccer ball because there's always a net. You're telling me that I would, have had, I would have had an iPad telling me what to do with the training. I would have had a passing rebounder. I would have had a ball shoot balls at me. I would have had, so I can work on my touch, right? I would have had all these things. Okay, do we know the brand of what's shooting the ball out? No. Do we know the brand of the, of the place? No. We even know the name of the the place with the turf and the and the walls and the when I walk in there they hand me fifteen soccer balls so that I can get fifteen reps straight instead of having to take my one ball to the field with no net. But right, who's empowered now? Did I even mention a trainer? Did I mention any brands? Did I mention the name of a location? Who's empowered? The player. The player. It's got to get back to that man. So how do we get back to that? Uh, that's for a different podcast later on in two years. So much social media. <laughs> no, man. We're, no, 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 no. Soccer Dave, we're going to talk about it now. 
I mean, you got a facility. Like, you're talking about a facility. The facility's got to have a name. Or you're talking about products. The products have to have a, a brand. Right. So you're just saying not, you just wouldn't push it. So look, man, look, man, here's the thing, right? Do you care if you go to LA Fitness, 24 hour, Villa Sport? Do you, do you care what gym you go to? The gold, baby. 24 months. <laughs> you, you, look, you look like a gold gym guy. So yeah. hold on. So, uh, wait, why do you go to gold? Because the price. Because it's the cheapest one. Perfect. He's trying so to get swole, All of a sudden, another one came babe. around and it was just as big and just as cheap. Would you go there? If another one came around, so like the exact same one. So way. you don't care the brand? No. You don't care the location. You don't care the brand. I like the location. Do you know who makes their weights? Do you care who makes their weights? Nah. You just need to know that there's weights there, right? Just need that. That you just need pound to be accurate. <laughs> <laughs> you just need to know that you can go in, get your freaking work done, and then melt. and feel accomplished, right? Yeah, yeah. Who's empowered at the gym when you go? Me. Boom. It's mm-hmm. a good way of putting it, Soccer Dave. It's got to There, there has. There's got to be a way to empower the player, because only then, really then, and only then, do we really see what the player's made of. You're constantly getting told what to do. You're constantly getting thrown through a session. You're const- I'm not saying these things are bad. They're important, right? That's why coaches exist, right? But let's just assume they all play for a team. They all have a coach. They also want to train on their own. Why does it always have to be with a coach again? And I'm not trying to knock our business. This is how I'm feeding my family. Yeah. This is how we all feed our right? This yeah. is how we all eat, pay rent. Yeah. So I'm not saying there's not a, a space for that. I am saying there's something to be said about holding that purity, player ball, holding without getting told what to do. Hey, this is what we're doing today, bro. I didn't have, I went and I did my own thing, right? Mm-hmm. I was able to sign three pro contracts, so it's not like I need the other this or that. You know, had I had it, also had I had a soccer Dave, had I had a Sean, had I had a Footy Factory, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Also taking me through when I was a kid game over because I had those intangibles. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Ultimately, I think what you're trying to say is all of these tools, like we mentioned before, are important, but at the end of the day, it comes from the player. Right. Yeah. That's where the passion is. is Yeah. And I want to... Born and bred. I want to have... My my really weird goal is to be able to sit back and watch... I wonder if he's got it. Let's see. Oh, man, he was here today three hours. wonder if he'll come back tomorrow. Damn, he's been here four months straight. This kid, he actually might have something, you know? You know? And then, I don't know. Maybe doesn't show up for two months. Is that? I'm going to give him a call. What's he doing? Oh, man, you know, this happened in my personal life. No problem, man. Hey, let me know next time. You know, let's, let's help you out, you know? Yeah. Get back to the gym. Don't worry about it. You know, let's get you back on track, you know? So, you know, stuff like that, you know, I think I, I really want to be able to not, you know, because I think in a way, like the cliche is we always tell parents, oh, he's living his dream through his kid. What the heck are we doing? Yeah, that's fair. If we were the kid's parent instead of just his trainer, mm-hmm. we'd fall into that same category of, oh, here they go, pushing the kid again. I mean, I'll be honest, like I'm. I'm doing this because this is what I'm passionate about. Yeah, no, like, me too, right? I like, mean, me too. I just yeah. said, I, this is how I feed my and, family. And, and I love doing yeah, it. Yeah, and I've created a lifestyle that is exactly what I had envisioned when I was younger. It's yeah. a little bit different, obviously, like, but I'm 
I get to be involved in the game. I get yeah. to play with the ball every single yeah. day. Like that's that's my dream. You yeah. know, mine too. We're living it, bro. Yeah, literally living it happily. Yeah, yeah. No, and it, I wouldn't change it for anything, bro. And I love being a part of that player's journey. Like there's something I love being a part of that player's journey. Sometimes I want to sit back, not be a part of it, and just wonder. Yeah, I wonder what they're doing on their own time. Mm-hmm. You know. And a lot of times, let's be real, a lot of times we don't do much on our own time because we don't have that space on our own, right? Who brings the 15 soccer balls, the player or you? That's me. Me too, <laughs> right? Who brings the rebounder, the player or us? That's me. Us. Who provides the, the spot to train at that has the net so that we don't have to chase every who? Are we chasing balls? <laughs> <laughs> hey, been there. You know what I mean? It's, it's us, right? I wonder, I want, this is the ultimate question that I, I, I hope to not answer, but be in a position where maybe I find answers. All right, player, you have everything you need. You have it. If you want me to, you can ask for me, but you have everything. You don't need me for the 15 soccer balls. You don't need me for the rebounders. You don't need me. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. So I didn't have, I didn't have all that. So the same way that you're saying now to create the space that you wish you had when you were a kid, yeah, right? I literally want to create that space yeah. for the player without me being there. But I'll be there because I, I love what I do. Yeah, right? That's yeah. what we're talking about. I'm going to be there. But, so that's what... But you don't need to drive them forward. Like You're just providing them the tools. Yeah. They can do what they want. And so we'll essentially see. the same as going to a gym... And using the weights yeah. and then getting a personal trainer when you're right. at the gym. Exactly. Okay. If you want yeah, that yeah. too, go That's ahead. Fair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. If not, right? But yeah. like for example, and I'm spilling too many beans right now, but the <laughs> the the indoor the indoor facility. <laughs> yeah, we'll cut, all about we'll cut this, we'll cut this off twenty minutes early. <laughs> well, um, indoor facilities, right? Can you go whenever you want or when they're open? It's definitely not twenty four seven. Cool. Even when you go, are they going to give you all the soccer balls they got, or you go in with your own ball? I mean, you got to get the space first. Like, yeah, you got to book yeah, that space. You got to maybe like give them your ID to reserve a ball or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Imagine if you didn't have to do that. Yeah. Would they be there more? I don't know. I want to know who will. That's what I'm saying. I want to know. I want to know who's going to do it. You know, mm-hmm. and and then those that because I didn't have all that, and and I and I did it without all that. Imagine had I had all that. So I want to provide it for those that are already doing it. Mm-hmm. Hey, look, I see you. Come over here. Yeah. You know what I mean? You were already doing work. I see you. You only got three balls, man. Come over here, bro. I'll give you twenty-five. You know, keep doing your thing, though. I'm not gonna keep doing mm-hmm. your thing. You know. Are you just passing against the wall? Perfect, man. That's what I did when I was a kid, too. Hey, here's three five, or five different types of rebounders in case you want to do five different things that require each specific rebounder. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then just, and then just see. Let's see. Yeah. You then literally have everything you need. The to- only time will tell. Only point. time yeah. will tell. Because only time will tell anyway. Yeah. Even with us. The truth always reveals yeah. itself. Yeah. Even with us around... You know, three sessions booked a week. Wow, man, this kid's really putting in work. Mom's really putting up the money. Yeah. You know? Still, you have no idea what's going to happen. Right. So we're all playing a a waiting game anyway, an effort game anyway. Right? I just, you know, when I was a kid, I didn't, the last thing, I, you know, 
Again, our space is very niche, very important. I believe in what I do. I do think it helps. I, we all believe in what we do, and we do fundamentally do believe it helps. Mm -hmm. On more levels than just soccer, for a, a, another high-level player to look at you and say, hey, man, look, you're doing a good job. What kind of a confident self-esteem booster is that, right, that you can't get if you're just alone? Yeah. Right. So there's a lot more that we give other than just player development. We give human development. Absolutely. Right. Identity building, self-esteem, um, confidence. So there's a lot of that in our space too. But when I was growing up, and it was just me in 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 the backyard or in the house against the dog, the couch, whatever. And I only had that one ball because the other one got bit by my dog, so now it's flat. You know what I mean? That's his and ball then, now. And then, all, yeah, yeah. and then all of a sudden, you're telling me, hey, don't ever worry about buying another soccer ball game. Don't ever worry about you know hitting the ball against the couch. You can still do it when you're at home at midnight, whatever, but come over here. It, that's what I – man, I wish I – literally, when I was a kid, all I wanted was a green grass, an actual size soccer goal. Green grass, an actual size soccer goal, and as many balls as I wanted. Because I could not, to this day, to this day, I can't stand chasing balls, man. Yeah. I can't stand getting one, two reps and then going to go. I cannot stand that. Like, to this day, I'll go film, bro. I'll go film content. I'll literally take all 20 soccer balls with me <laughs> to film a freestyle video. Yeah. Because God forbid I mess up this freestyle and the ball goes 15 yards yeah. away. Nah, just <laughs> let me get this other one right here, bro. Like, pet peeve, bro. So, those, that's all I wanted. Rebounders didn't exist back then. You know, like all this new soccer innovation stuff, yeah. which is doing a great job, by the way. Shout out. Shout out. Um, you know, and now for, for me, Lexa coming out with a bunch of stuff. You know, Shout out. Shout out. That I didn't think about all that. I just wanted the, the pure essence, this purity, to be bigger. I didn't want extra. I just wanted the pure thing to be more. Right, I still didn't even want the other stuff, so that's what I want to provide. I love it, man. So. I love it. You know, from the first moment we met, we clicked, we connected on a deeper level than just like you know your casual like you know acquaintance. And I, I think it's just because of like the energy that you have. Like I really like you know resonated with that. I I really like you know just how passionate you are about everything because. I see myself uh, in you a lot, you know, and I'm sure you feel the same way about us, which is why we're we're sitting here and doing this this episode. And hey, we're li we're living our passions through our gifts, through our talents, and believing in them enough to literally go for it, you yeah. know. Mm -hmm. And that that's people click. People that are on the same roads, they click. Yeah, that, that's and you don't click with somebody outside of it. You know? Absolutely. So. so my last question for you, Saka Dave, <laughs> is. What advice do you have for players, you know, when they struggle for form or they find that love, the passion that they had kind of diminished, the flame has kind of been, you know, fanned out a little bit. How do they get their confidence back? What do they do? Yeah, I think it's important to understand why that may be happening. Yeah. You want to treat the issue or put a Band-Aid on it and say that you're helping. Right, yeah. so I, I think it's very important to to form as trainers as coaches. The most important thing we can do is form a personal relationship with our players, right? And so part of doing that is really getting to know them. So if something's happening, you got to know why it's happening. And then as they tell you, there might be a different antidote, right? So it, it may be different for everybody, but 
I, I think a lot of things that have been happening to my players uh, in Houston specifically, some of them is I'm, I'm forcing them to get uncomfortable. A couple of them in their personal lives, literally. Because I'm also a mentor, right? That's what yeah. we are also, right? I mean, so you force them to get uncomfortable. What part of getting uncomfortable is now you're in a new process and in order to grow. And we know these things because we read books, we listen to podcasts, you know, we watch the YouTube videos. Oh, growth is uncomfortable. You got to get out of that circle and that's when things happen, right? And even for me personally, you know, how do I take my business, my brand to the next level? Well, I have to learn how to use softwares. I have to learn how to, you know, do things that I haven't done. You know what I mean? But when I force players to get uncomfortable, to learn a new way of controlling the ball or a new, you know, they look, let me t teach you how to play this different position. Coach, I'm used to playing center back. They got me playing right wing at high school because I'm fast, I have a good touch, and so now I'm playing something, you know, I, I'm uncomfortable doing it, right? So I think it's just about helping them understand, hey, look, this isn't something new. It's happened for centuries. This is part of growth. Right, and so you you bring them to the essence of, oh, okay, if I can just accept that this is part of part of it, you know, in order to go from doing three juggles to ten to twenty, I just got three forty times in a row. Got one also one juggle, literally one juggle. I tried to start juggling, I had a bad touch. Like, bro, this sucks. Like, I don't want to do this. Like, do I really need to get ten juggles? Well, no. But do you want to feel accomplished? Do you want to understand the process to success? Because then you'll be able to apply that to anything. Because it doesn't change. The process to success doesn't change. It's literally the same. You want to learn how to do an elbow push when you've never done one? The process of learning how to do that may be quicker than getting to 10 juggles or banging in a bicycle kick, right? But the process is the same. You got to do it. You got to go through it. You got to fail. You got to fail. You got to fail. You got to fail. You got to get frustrated. You got to want to quit. You got to all this stuff, right? And and so what I would tell them is I'd try to see them where they're at first, ask them questions, you know, where are you at with this? Do you really think you want this? Do you really think you need this? Okay. And then just, I don't even need to coach that anymore. I just need to help them understand you're going to have to go through this. If you quit right now, the same exact moment's going to come up when you're trying to choose what college to go to. Yeah. Same exact moment's going to come up when you have to go to your boss and ask for a raise. The same exact moment's going to come up when you just got fired and now you're going to have to go figure out how to pay rent. The same moment's going to, it's the same moment. You want to learn it now or later? Yeah, that's true. I think uh, I'm reading a book. Will Smith's autobiography. Yeah. And in it, he's got a quote that he heard from someone else that he's lived with. And it's, you know, in school, you get the lesson and then you get the test, mm -hmm. right? Life is the same, but it's the opposite. Yeah. You get the test and then it's up to you to take the lesson from it. Yeah. And that's so true. It's so yeah. true. Facts. Well, shoot, man. We've been talking for a minute. I don't even know. I don't even know what our time is right now. But uh, this was awesome. This was awesome. Like, I think that this is probably the most like impactful episode that we've had since we rolled it back out. 
And, you know, if, if y'all are still listening to this, I appreciate you guys tuning in. <laughs> Thanks and for staying with us. Appreciate you hanging out. You were out probably a on bit. a long drive yeah. like me earlier today. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I couldn't even really hop in at times. There's so much wisdom in here. So much wisdom. Man. Yeah, yeah, you didn't talk much, man. We got to get you up in this, dog. <laughs> I'll slowly start to talk more, and then y'all were going at it, vibe, and you were my saying bad, something. My I'm bad, my bad. No, y'all fine. You're doing, you're like, killing it. I was just saying, it's like all the stuff y'all guys were talking about was just like, super spot on and like the way you're kind of putting it and wording it so i didn't really need to respond with anything yeah with it, right? it was good it was it is like he was saying it's really cool to see like your drive and your passion for it i appreciate it's it really man cool so thing. i for just sure. uh you know a couple years ago i had a you can call it coming to jesus or just an impactful moment where you just kind of wake up and and i just i just decided to you know what i have a gift i have a passion i have the tools you know let's let's go make an impact you know and that i mean and that my life has not been the same since i understood you know there's a purpose for what god has given me yes and for for what i've been through there's a purpose for that let's let's go you know and that's that's where i'm at right now i'm going i'm figuring it out i don't have all the answers i only nobody know what does. i know nobody does i only know what i know going. and that's why we got to know more as you long know, as you have so. that purpose in mind, though, that's the main thing. That's the only way to live a fulfilling life, yeah. you know? Thanks. So, again, thanks, guys, for tuning in. I'm Sean Afkamenia. I'm Evan Bozeman. And that's our guy, David Valiet, a.k.a. Soccer, Soccer Dave, Dave with three C's. That's it. <laughs> and that's my co-co-host, Mila. She's feeling better. She's, she's feeling a little <laughs> bit better. That poor baby. Oh. Looks like you guys hit it off. Yeah, I guess so. She likes you. That's funny. She I'm almost cool, threw up on you earlier. She did. She did. She had a moment. Um, Would you have left sure. the show if she threw up on you? No. No, you got to push through, you know? He's loyal. If you believe in what you're doing, you got to push through. <laughs> you see how he didn't ask me? <laughs> <laughs> you're the one that almost got thrown up on. <laughs> I was like clean white shirt. <laughs> nah, just the couch, yeah. though. The couch will survive. Yeah. But, now, I appreciate you guys having me on, man. Absolutely. Soccer Dave, this was episode 26. 26. Thanks, guys. Peace.